0: Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we give our impressions of Topolino's Terrace, a restaurant at the new Disney's Riviera Resort. We discuss the character breakfast and the signature dining experience at dinner. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Special thanks and shout out to BidBadDad for your recent review. You can connect with us anytime, DisneyDecipher.gmail.com, at, at WWDecipher on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And if you're interested in supporting the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on my recent trip, I had the pleasure of dining at Topolino's Terrace, which is the new signature restaurant at the top of the new Riviera resort, a lot of new in there, um, which is, you know, a super hot ticket right now. So we thought we don't usually do dining reviews or things like that, but a lot of people want to know how Topolino's is, whether it lives up to the hype that has gotten so far. So we thought we'd just go over my experiences there and whether I thought it was worth it. But before we get to those impressions, we just want to thank some of our newest patrons from the month of January, Marcy and Rob Thomas. Really appreciate your support. Just a reminder for all our patrons and also people who have given one-time donations, both current and former, we do have a we do have a Disney Deciphered Supporters Facebook group, which is open to all current and previous supporters. So you should have received an email from me. Check your inbox for that. But if you have any questions for how to join, please let us know. And as a reminder, if you're interested in joining our Patreon group, you can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. So Leslie and I are going to switch chairs. Leslie, you ready to ask me about Topolino's Terrace?
1: I love when we switch chairs. So for sure. Well, before we get started, I want to get your just general impressions of the Riviera. I know a lot of people want to know what the resort feels like and whether it's a good place to stay. What did you think after getting sort of a sneak peek, walking through the lobby and heading to the restaurant?
0: Yeah, it was really nice. Um, I guess I saw people complaining about like, oh, there's Spanish influence and there's French influence and like make up your mind. I guess I'm not like cultured enough to notice those kinds of things. Like there were mosaics as you're walking in from the Skyliner, which are beautiful um, and really nice to see. The pool looks nice. The interesting thing is like overall, I just got the impression that the resort is like very intimate. It's pretty small only 300 rooms. And I think that's a plus, uh, you know, if you think about just kind of how bus service works and stuff like that, you're not going to wait in a huge line with lots of people for the buses and things like that. Maybe you'll get less bus service, but there's kind of that thing. I will say, I said this in another episode, my mom mentioned that the hotel kind of had no theming, had no character. And I can see how one might say that because really there's nothing that makes it stand out as like a Disney hotel. You know, I know that the moderates and the deluxes don't stand out, but it doesn't kind of impress you like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian does. It doesn't look as drab as the contemporary, but you know, it just kind of looks like a, it's a nice building on a nice little lake and it has the skyliner, but nothing super fancy.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the conventional wisdom. I think that's come out of the reviews, and we'll link to in the show notes. There's a great, great review by our friend Robin Hudson, who writes the blog Lux Recess, and I'm lo- looking at it right now because the title's so fantastic. It says the new Disney Riviera Resort. How do you say "me" in French? And she does kind of go after the, the drab architecture and the sort of blending of styles. So, great review. Um, definitely worth worth a read if you're considering the hotel more generally. All right, well, let's move on to Topolino's itself. Where is the restaurant located? I think you mentioned it's at the top of the tower. Is that right?
0: That's correct. I got a little bit confused because there are signs pointing you to Topolino's, but at some point, like the word Topolino's just disappeared. And I kept seeing signs for the quick service restaurant, but I couldn't find Topolino's anymore. Had to ask a cast member. You kind of go past the lobby, you find some elevators, and you take them up to the 10th floor, which is, again is the top of the Riviera Resort. And then that whole 10th floor is essentially dedicated to Topolinos. So you walk in, there's a really nice lobby area with pasta hanging on one window and bottles of wine hanging in the other. The check-in desk is right there and restrooms to the left and the dining room to the right, which is pretty big and uh, pretty open.
1: So how fancy is this restaurant? Did you feel like you needed to get dressed up? I know you ate there for both breakfast and dinner, and we'll get to that. But what is sort of the the dress up level of the decor?
0: So for breakfast, it's a character meal, wear whatever you want, really. For dinner, I was eating with a friend and I realized that it is maybe a fancier meal. And I was like, hey, is there a dress code? Because I'm only wearing shorts right now. He replied to me that he would be showing up in a tux, which was completely useless for me. So thank you for nothing, friend. I did go in shorts. <laughs> he was wearing shorts as well, by the way, when I showed up. And, you know, it was no big deal. However, it is the kind of restaurant where if you want to dress up a little, you're not going to feel out of place there. But there's no like enforced dress code outside of like swimsuits and stuff like that.
1: Good to know. So come as you are. All right. Well, let's start with a character breakfast. Uh, I know you took your kids and your family. So what'd you think?
0: Yeah. So it was actually just me and my kids and we loved it. First of all, we had no control over this, but we got really lucky with our seating. We kind of were seated in a table that was right direct access to the hallway where you come in from. And the reason why that was great is because there are four characters at Topolino's Character Breakfast. It is Mickey the Artist, Minnie the Poet, Daisy the Ballerina, and Donald the Sculptor. And like any character meal, they rotate around and they take pictures with you, sign your autograph books, whatever. But every 15 minutes one of them goes on break. And when they come back into the restaurant, they do this kind of thing where they come up on the loudspeakers and they're like, from the Riviera, one of the greatest artists, blah, 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 Mickey Mouse. Um, And so they'll introduce them and then they'll come in, they'll like do a little dance, they'll do a little stage show. And they walk in right from that hallway that comes from the front desk. And so we were seated right there. And so every time Mickey, Minnie, daisy or donald came in they were like dancing right in front of us and so i got some great pictures and it's like really cute like daisy came in as a ballerina she started dancing but then donald like ran up to her during the middle of her introduction and of course donald's got to always steal the show but he ran up and then he started dancing with her as well each of them kind of gets their own introduction and it's kind of fun to watch them come in on top of all that they do one of those things where Everyone starts singing and dancing and the characters are dancing around. I think that happens every hour. And so, you know, everyone's singing, dancing and clapping and watching that. So a lot of fun entertainment outside of the normal character interactions. The character stuff is great and the costumes are great as well. They all kind of match what the people's different art is, quote unquote.
1: As an aside... I loved hearing you just do that voice. It sounded like the Count from Sesame Street. So <laughs> that was great, Joe. That was wow, great. <laughs>
0: that's a low-key insult if I've ever heard one. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on.
1: Um All right. Well, no, that does sound like some great character interaction and something that's sort of unique and themed for sure. So was there a character photo when you got to the restaurant? Is there a, sort of that preset photo pass photographer where you get to take a care a photo with one signature character
0: no there's not so you know all your photos are going to be on your own phone of course the cast members are ha- happy to help you take photos if you need to, but, you know, kind of be ready. It's, a, it's always like a little bit of a dance, like having the kids autograph books ready and your phone ready. So you can take a picture of like the interactions and take a picture of the kids and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah and then depending on how big your party is, you might want to like take pictures with different combinations of people. So definitely be aware of that. I'd also like to point out that like the character interactions themselves were really excellent. Unfortunately, this kind of backfired on us because Donald, that Donald, I swear, was being a real goofball. And he spent like maybe 10 minutes at a table, the table, like two tables before us, but we were done with our meal. So we were waiting to meet Donald and we had to wait like an extra 15 minutes because he spent so much time hamming it up with his table. However, the flip side of that is he did that with a lot of tables and it's just great to have interactions like that, especially great for kids. All the character interactions were great.
1: Totally agree. And this may be a blogger question, but how's the lighting in there for photos? I mean, I often find when character meals, when you don't have that preset photo pass photographer, or if you're in a restaurant with kind of bad lighting, like say Tusker House, you just don't get the shots that you want to have for the scrapbook. So how is it over there?
0: It's very bright, which is good, but it is sort of like Chef Mickey's. It would be better on an overcast day because the lighting in the restaurant itself is great. However, if the sun is coming in through the windows like it was for me, pictures from one angle are kind of like sun washed and that is no good. So I kind of found like halfway through that I was moving around to a different angle so that I didn't have to deal with like my colors being washed out from the sun, which, you know, you don't, want as a blogger, but you also don't want for a posterity. You want kind of like clear pictures of the kids and the character. So be aware of where the sun's coming in from because there's a lot of windows. So when the sun is shining through them, it makes certain angles tough to take.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. We're all doing it for the gram now, right? Even, even non-bloggers.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: All right. Well, tell us about the food. Was it a buffet for the character breakfast?
0: No, it's not. So the way it works is when you sit down, you get like pastries and they actually come in the same kind of bucket that you get at Animator's Palette on Disney Cruise Line, if you're familiar with that. It comes with like various dips, like a chocolate hazelnut dip, a strawberry dip, stuff like that. There's an Epi, which it's tough to explain. If you know it, you know what it is, but it's a French baguette, but it's made up of like small individual rolls, which is made of excellent carbs. So I like the Epi. There are some other pastries like muffins and things like that. Nothing to write home about, but it comes at your table as you sit down. Also, you're given passion orange guava juice, which they call POG. That is also included in the price of admission. And so- that gets served to you as you sit down as well. So all that comes to you. Then you receive a menu and you order an entree off of the menu. There's a separate kids and adult menu. I ordered the spiced sausage hash, which was really good. It was really filling. It was a lot of food and it tasted really good. And my kids got like scrambled eggs, bacon, fruit, kind of standard things. So it actually kind of works out better because you don't overeat. But if you are looking to overeat at a buffet, that's not gonna happen here. Although the portions were plenty big in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I love that. That's a, this is a true table service character meal because those are hard to come by sometimes. So that's really fantastic. How much is the cost for all of this, of course, for the character meal for adults and kids? Do you remember?
0: Yeah. So it is one of the cheapest character meals on Disney property. It's $42 for adults and $27 for kids. Um, and so as far as character meals go, it's tough to beat. Cape May Cafe is the same price. Thank you, Matt H from the Patreon group for reminding me of that. But other than that, Everything is much more expensive when you're talking about character meals. Generally, like Chef Mickey's is up to sixty dollars now, or something crazy like that, something close to that. One last thing about getting your entree instead of having a buffet, you don't have to worry about missing characters or being stressed out when you leave the table to go get food because you know you're waiting for yourself to be served.
1: Great, great point. Sounds like you had a great time. Would you recommend this to other families?
0: Hundred percent. Even if the price goes up, I still think it's you know one of the best character meals on property. It's like way better than chef mickey's if you really think about it like there are just more interactions it's a lot more fun it's way less like crowded and noisy so definitely i don't think it's a hidden gem but it is definitely a gem at disney world and definitely worth checking out plus you never get to see mickey Minnie, daisy and donald these kinds of outfits so that's really great too
1: and of course, because Riviera is on the Skyliner, this is a restaurant that a lot of folks is staying at the some value and moderate resorts that are also on the Skyliner can get to easily in the morning. So that's something to think about because I often am Ubering or minivanning to other hotels when I want to do morning character breakfast.
0: Yeah. Or you can even like book a later breakfast at like 1030 or 11, Rope drop Hollywood Studios at 7am and then go eat breakfast and then go take a nap after. So, you know, it all works. The Skyliner is great.
1: One more logistical question. How early in advance did you have to get your reservation and sort of how fast are reservations going for this character meal?
0: So I looked like two to three weeks out and I couldn't find anything, but I didn't even use the Turing Plan's dining reservation finder. I just kept checking every day, like six or seven times a day and eventually found it. So it wasn't too bad.
1: Good to know. All right, well, let's move on to dinner. And I know you had a meal there with some friends and not with your kids, but what was sort of the overall vibe at dinner
0: so it's definitely like a lot fancier at dinner like as soon as you walk in you kind of feel like the energy of the cast has changed not in a negative way but it's just definitely more formal one thing to start out with is it is two dining service credits so you know if you're on the dining plan it's going to cost you two credits because it's considered signature dining like a fancier meal i was on the dining plan so i used my two credits and that gives you a drink an appetizer an entree and a dessert. And so I will go through uh, what I had. First, you know, I want to start by saying my friend was running the half marathon the next day and I had a Rise of the Resistance boarding group that I wanted to get to. So I spoke to the cast and I was like, hey, can we kind of move things on as quickly as possible? And the cast member could not have been better. She obviously really loved working at Topolino's and she was really great about accommodating us for everything that we asked for. So top-notch cast, both for breakfast and dinner. So for dinner, what I got was I got the gnocchi as my appetizer. I got the bouillabaisse for my entree and profiteroles for dessert. If you don't know what those things are, gnocchi is like a small pasta um, and that came with duck. That was pretty rich and probably would have been enough for a meal, like a lighter meal for anyone. Bouillabaisse is like kind of like a seafood stew. That was excellent. A lot heavier than you might think a seafood stew would be. And profiteroles are fancy French ice cream sandwiches. I'm not sure the better way to describe it. It's like puff pastry with ice cream uh, in the middle. And all three of those were excellent. And I also got a glass of wine. So it would have cost me about a hundred bucks if I was paying a la carte. But like I said, I was on the dining plan. So it was two dining service credits. Leslie, are you a profiterole
1: fan? Of course, of course. <laughs> you had me pastries and ice cream. So, so generally, I, I understand is the menu is sort of pan Mediterranean, and is it a little bit of French, a little bit of Italian, a little bit of Spanish? What's sort of the the overall menu?
0: Yes, as they say in the name of the restaurant, it is really flavors of the Riviera, which I think is just their catch all for hey, it's from a lot of random countries, but we, uh, you know, want to make sure we cover all our bases. You know, so the bouillabaisse. Uh, It had saffron in it. So to me, that had like more Spanish influence. There are a lot of pastas. Like there's a whole section for just pasta as you would have like in a fancy Italian restaurant. For the record, I think if you're on the dining plan, you might want to avoid the pastas because those are quote unquote cheaper. There's like steak. There's lamb. That's more French influence. So really it is kind of like all over the place and you see it in the desserts as well. Cause there's a cheese board, profiteroles are French. There's an apple tart, which is French, but then there's also like a Varona chocolate cake, which, um, you know, well, I guess, I guess all cultures like their chocolate cake. So what am I saying?
1: That's right. That's right. Well, I know you didn't go with kids, but I am peeking at the kids menu and it seems like the choices there are actually pretty broad. There's like six different items on the kids menu, including like a sustainable fish and linguine with shrimp, which I mean, my kids won't eat, but if you have more adventurous eaters, there's some great healthier options there for those. And then of course I'm seeing the good old standby, the mac and cheese, and then you can always get buttered pasta, right?
0: Yeah. I think uh, you will never be turned away if you ask for butter pasta, but they have rigatoni with just plain tomato sauce if your kids are less adventurous. And they also have salmon, which uh, you know I've said many times, my kids will always eat and probably the healthiest thing that they ever eat at Disney World. So not bad.
1: Great. Well, it sounds like you had a, a good dinner as well. Uh, would you give it two thumbs up?
0: Yeah, I'd say two thumbs up, both for breakfast and for dinner. If you have kids, you know definitely. I think prioritized going to that character meal. It was just like a ton of fun. For dinner, I think if you want a fancier meal, definitely put this at the top of your list. If you don't want to spend as much on a table service meal, if you want to kind of take it a little bit easier, then I would totally understand people not going to Topolino's. But I should really have maybe led with this. The reason people book Topolino's Terrace for dinner is because the eponymous terrace in Topolino's Terrace is a terrace that allows you to watch both Epcot and Hollywood Studios fireworks from the terrace. So sort of like California Grill, except you get two shows for the price of one. So a lot of people like to dine there and either come back after they've dined with their receipts, or if it's during their dining, go out onto the terrace and watch those fireworks, which really is worth the price of admission for some people.
1: Yeah, that's a great bonus. Do they include the sound as well from the terrace outdoors?
0: They do not pump in the music, um, but you know that's okay. Fireworks are fun from a distance, and really, with at least with um, the Star Wars spectacular in Hollywood Studios, if you are not seeing like the screens, the music doesn't totally make sense with what's going on anyway. So,
1: fair enough. Maybe that's makes for a more low key dining experience, not having the music. All right. Well, before we close it out, Joe, do you have a Disney do or don't for us?
0: Yeah, I would say my Disney do is. Do go to the character breakfast sooner rather than later, because I can almost guarantee that in six months the price of that will go up possibly by quite a bit, and you know it really is worth checking out anyway. so if your kids are really into chef Mickey's, maybe convince them to try something new, check out Topolino's Terrace. It's definitely worth it for breakfast. great tip, Joe. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening. If you've been a Topolino's Terrace, we'd love to hear from you at WWDeciphered on Twitter, on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or you can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks so much, Leslie, and I will see you on the Terrace.
1: Thanks, Joe.